Welcome all my favorite witches, warlocks, and lovers of murder. My name is Cola, and this is Round the Cauldron, an everything podcast, but mostly witchcraft and murder. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now go grab your coffee or tea, and let's gather. Who tortured the Bell family 200 years ago and why? It's a question that historians and tourists who still flock to the scene have asked and tried to answer since it happened. Was it a sinister evil force that came to get revenge on the Bell family? Or was it a jilted lover who wanted the hand of one of the Bell daughters? To unravel the mystery, you have to go back to the summer of 1817, where something was very, very wrong. Come gather with me round the cauldron, and I'll tell you the mystery of the Bell Witch. all you beautiful powerful souls welcome back to another episode of round the cauldron a everything podcast but mostly witchcraft and murder how are all my favorite witches and warlocks hope hopefully thriving and surviving growing and glowing like we do i need you all to understand how difficult it has been for me to get this episode put together like yesterday i worked on it all day yesterday And I want y'all to know, when I was at the end editing the sound, like, my sound was really wonky. So I got to the end and I started, like, trying to edit it. Bitch, I don't know what happened. It was a glitch in the Matrix. Like, the whole shit just went crazy and the whole entire episode got deleted. I take full accountability because I'm sure it was something that I did. But that's not the point. That's not the point. The point is this has been a very stressful episode to get put together, but it's together and we're here and we're gathering. So it all worked out the way that it should have, right? Right. There's that that divine coming in to let me know this is the episode. So this is the episode. Um, anyway, I wanted to do like a lighthearted witchy themed episode since it's been a little hot minute that I've covered or talked about any of it. Um, So, here we are. This episode doesn't have any trigger warnings. There's not any gore or anything crazy like that. It's just, it's just a really good American folklore lore story. Now, all of us did grow up being told stories and scary mysteries that would leave us with lots of questions or long nights awake, scaring ourselves into believing something was going to jump out of the closet or grab our foot from underneath the bed. And the mystery surrounding the Bell Witch is one of those stories. But, as with all folklore, this one, this is one of those stories that will definitely leave you with questions, and it may even pique your curiosity enough to drive to Tennessee to check it out for yourself. It's always fun for me to cover these cases that are super close that I could actually go drive to and see myself, 
Now, that doesn't mean I haven't done it yet, but my shit box is really shit boxing right now. So, I gotta kind of take things slow. But, you know, we gotta take things how they happen and roll with them. I do imagine Spirit has something lined up for me, so I'm just patiently waiting like I do. Oh, and really, really quickly, before I dive into all of this... I just wanted to touch base with you all about the amazing amount of emails that I have fucking received. Like, you all really know how to humble somebody. All of the love and appreciation is stellar. It really fucking is stellar. It's like I said, I did not start this podcast with any intentions of getting big or monetizing it. You know, it was it was my own personal way to pull myself out of that fucking terrible hole of just disassociation that I was in. And you know, it's done a lot for me, no matter how inconsistent I am. This podcast and you all, you know, visiting the socials, sending me emails, giving me the, oh, the case ideas that y'all have thrown my way. Here I go with my little bouncing around bullshit. But y'all... I need y'all to keep those coming. Now, it is only me doing this shit solo dolo, so it is taking me a little bit to, like, get through all of them, but I need, there are, like, six, six that I am so intrigued about and so excited about. They are coming. They are coming. I'm not going to tell you which ones they are, though. I'm going to make you all in Listen Land wait and see when they come out so that way you can have your little like oh shit moment you know but i definitely appreciate all of the love all of the support all of the case ideas like y'all we are in this shit we are in this and i'm super excited super excited so now let me woo all of my excitement away so we can jump into this story all right here we go So, the story of the Bell Witch starts in the summer of 1817, when John Bell, a farmer living in Tennessee with his wife and their nine children, was out doing rounds on his farm. It was a really big farm. Um, I've read that it was 360 acres, but I've also read that it was like a thousand acres. So, while he's out doing his rounds, checking on the things he needed to check on, He goes to walk into one of his cornfields, and he catches a glimpse of a strange-looking animal, which he described as a rabbit-headed dog, just sitting there, not doing anything. So, him not really giving it much thought, he just kind of shot it and went on about his rounds and then went inside to have dinner with his wife and kids. Personally... If I see a rabbit-headed dog, one of two things are going to happen. I'm either going to be completely caught off guard and so scared, I'm going to, it's going to make my butthole pucker and I'm going to run the other way, or, and if you know me, then you know, I'm going to try to approach said animal with the rabbit head and the dog body, and I'm going to try and become its friend. I don't understand or comprehend him just going, eh, whatever, shoo, and going inside to have dinner. But that's just me. That's just me. Now, this would prove to be a very big mistake that Mr. John Bell would do. Because later that night, while he and his family were 
just kind of lounging around the house, they started hearing some really strange and disturbing noises. Some of the things they were hearing were like loud bangs and knocks coming from the door and the walls. There were sounds of rattling chains that just disturbed the family throughout the whole fucking night. Now, of course, the nine children were absolutely terrified. Eventually, the children started getting woken up by the sounds of rats gnawing on their bedposts. And then there was this strange voice that started singing hymns to them while they would try to sleep. So at the instruction of John, his family kept these strange happenings to themselves for about a year. Um, the reason for this was because John just really didn't know how his friends or the people of the town would look at him. So with the fear of being talked about and judged, you know, he just thought it would be best that they keep it to themselves. And I mean, honestly, this is back in the 1800s. So in that time, if it wasn't God, then it was considered to be the devil or witch's work. So who could really, you know, who could really blame him for not wanting to speak about, speak on it? But things in the Bell household continue to get worse. Something began pulling the covers off of the beds randomly while they would be sleeping. It would also yank the hair of the children and torment them. One night, the youngest daughter woke up to having red welts and handprints all over her face. So John would eventually open up to his best friend, James Johnson. And James decided that he wanted to spend some time in the Bell home just to kind of know more about the eerie happenings and kind of get a feel for if maybe it was like the kids just trying to be uh, facetious, facetious would be the word, or, you know, he just wanted to really confirm what was happening. And after one night in the Bell home, he was able to confirm that whatever it was that was going on in the Bell house was in fact real. So, John and uh, James really believed that it was, in fact, a haunting. So by now, word of what was happening started to get around, and people became very curious. They began traveling to the Bell home to try to investigate for whatever paranormal force could be causing this. Now, many people couldn't reach the place because they would encounter issues and difficulties. Now, I'm assuming the roads weren't paved well okay i know in fact the roads were not paved it was the 1800s on a farm so it was probably like trails leading them there and you know those get mucky and whatnot but given the time um i'm sure that most of the people really probably believed that it was the spirit that was hindering their journey i, I would believe that too it's the spirit um, the people who were able to make it and actually visit the home, they reported that the spirit was so strong that it could shapeshift and move across spaces with great speed. The evil work of the spirit continued and it really began to evolve at this point. The children were still continually tormented by terrible sounds, and they really felt like they were just surrounded by a big evil force. John Bell also would experience a paralysis of the mouth and would be unable to speak from time to time. 
Now, the witch's attention really did seem to focus more on John and his youngest daughter, Betsy. So the spirit would really try to dominate Betsy by slapping her, sticking her with pins, pulling her hair, you know, just random shit like that. Now, it's, it's even said that this became such a large ph phenomenon that Andrew Jackson himself wanted to witness the hoopla. He did, in fact, go visit the family farm in 1820 with some men from his company. Now, everything on their journey was hunky-dory. It was going great up until they reached the Bell property. So the wagon carrying the su supplies brought for the men to sleep outside away from the, quote, haunted house. It suddenly stopped moving as if the wheels were stuck in concrete and the horses that were being ridden were completely frozen in fear. They were refusing to go any further, despite the whipping from the men trying to get them to proceed. It's then said that the men heard a menacing cackle, to which Jackson decided it must be the Bell Witch. And of course, this is the moment that she decides to announce herself and claim responsibility for the horses and the wagon not being able to move. Now, she said that she would allow them to pass, but that they would be hearing from her as their visit went on. And just like that, the wheels of the wagon began to move again. The fear that had just caused these horses to completely freeze up and not move anywhere, all of a sudden, that was gone. And so up through the Bell property and to the Bell home is where they went. Now, later that night, John and his family prepared a big feast for uh, Andrew Jackson and all of his men. The mood kind of got really lighthearted, almost turning into like a party, so to speak. So while everybody's just kind of enjoying themselves, one of Jackson's men decided that he was going to tell the stories of himself being a witch hunter. Because, of course, y'all already know, everybody's side hustle back then was witch hunting, right? So according to this man, he was a witch hunter and he had killed many evil spirits by using silver bullets. And then he showed them the gun that he apparently used to do it. Now, nobody, not even old Jackson, believed him. Uh, it's quoted that Andrew said, I bet this fella is an Iraq care cat. Ooh, I can't get my words right, y'all. Huh, let's try that again. It is quoted that Andrew said, I bet this fella is an Iraq coward. By eternal, I do wish the thing would come. I want to see him run. It's said that the group then began to hear faint footfalls and an elderly female voice say, quote, All right, General, I'm here and ready for business. She is said to have dared the witch hunter to fire his gun and shoot her. So, of course, the witch hunter obliged and he attempted to shoot in the direction of the voice and the footsteps. But wouldn't you know it, his pew-pew wouldn't fire. Nothing would happen. Suddenly, my man just starts dancing around in pain, saying that he was getting picked by, by a thousand pins. He further shouted that he was being dragged by the nose. All the while, the witch continued to cackle. Now, the witch hunter was like, oh no, fuck this, and it said that he disappeared into the night, 
running as fast as he could through the woods and off of the Bell property. Now, the story goes on to say the witch was was super amused by her antics and the fear that she gave the crowd that she did not let up, and the entire group became deadly silent. The witch was said to have then proclaimed, quote, The devil has run into the night. He was a cowardly man. Stick around tomorrow night, General Jackson, and I will expose yet another coward, end quote. Jackson is said to have told his soldiers, This is quite amusing. I haven't had so much fun since we battled the Redcoats. Oh, I don't know why I felt like I wanted to read that in like a country British style accent. I, I don't know. I know that's incorrect, but it was fun. It was a funny fleeing thought anyway. Okay, let's get back to it. Sorry, y'all. So the following morning, several of Jackson's men claimed to have been pinched so hard during the night that they were bruised. Others said that they spent the entire night feeling like they were getting uh, stung by a thousand pins. All of the men were able to show evidence of what had happened to them. So at this point, the fun was over. And Mr. Andrew Jackson was quoted as saying, I would rather fight the British in New Orleans than spend another night in the company of the Bell Witch. So at that point, he urged his men to pack the tents and supplies, and they quickly just left in a hasty retreat off of the Bell property. Now, there are a couple different stories as to how the Bell Witch came to be and who she was. Uh, one of those stories is that a family friend uh, tried to talk to the spirit, hoping to calm it down, to get it to, you know, just quit fucking with the kids, man. Let the kids sleep at night, basically. And when this friend asked who it was and what it wanted, it said that the Bell Witch identified itself as old Kate Batts's witch, and that she was a spirit who had been disturbed, and now she was pissed. Now, Kate Batts was described as a very eccentric woman who once lived near the property and blamed John for cheating her out of a land deal. If that is it, then that does, you know, hold some weight because you take my land, I'm going to come and fucking haunt you too, homie. I worked hard for that, you know? Uh, another story is that um, one of the bellboys was out um, digging around in search of treasure on the property, you know, just playing a fun little treasure game like kids do. I used to dig shit up all the time. Uh, but it said that while he was doing that, um, he dug up some bones from an ancient burial ground that he just didn't know what it was. And that that is how the spirit came to be. Like the boy disrupted the bones and disturbed the spirit. And now it was back to get vengeance on the family. Now we all know there are certain places that you don't go digging around in. Ancient burial grounds are one of them. So that too, that holds some fucking water with it too. Like that's a possibility. Now the only thing that was 100% certain though was that the witch or the evil spirit or whatever it was, was solely after John and Betsy. Now, this is where things get a little bit funny, okay? So, we're going to go into a little bit of a story time here, and I'm not making accusations. I'm just telling the story, and you get to make your decision however you want to make it. So, Betsy, supposed to be preparing to get married to a local boy named Joshua. 
Now, around the time of her engagement is kind of around the time that these hauntings would begin. Now, some books and manuscripts from around that time, they, um, they have written accounts of people who believed that this was just a big hoax to get Betsy not to marry Joshua, but instead marry a man named Richard Powell who at one point when Betsy was very young was her teacher. So soon after uh, this Richard man like befriends the family to try to get close to Betsy, he then finds out that Betsy is actually engaged to Joshua and then boom, the hauntings begin. Now, rumor had it back in the day that he was a student of the occult, but none of that has ever, ever been confirmed. But hold on, because there's a little bit more, okay, kids? Richard Powell was married, okay? Now, tell me why dude's fucking wife mysteriously died in 1921, which just so happens to be the same year that Betsy would end her engagement to Joshua because she was instructed to do so by the Bell Witch. Yeah. So, who do you think Betsy ended up marrying? Richard. She, in fact, yes, y'all, she ended up marrying Richard. So, as you can see, the math is kind of math in there, but strange things did happen that nobody has answers for still, so... You know, it very well could be a haunting. Now, sadly, John would end up slipping into a coma and die on December 20th, 1820. And now get this. So he was asleep. He fell into a coma and he died. And the family ended up finding a vial of poison in the room, which apparently the Bell Witch proudly said she forced John to drink. And then just three months later in 1821 is when Betsy broke off her engagement to Joshua. So it said that after killing John and ruining Betsy's engagement, the witch had accomplished her goal and she just kind of disappeared. But she promised that she would be back. And in fact, some years later in 1828, she would come back. She came back and she paid a visit to John Bell Jr. And apparently she told him secrets about the past and about the future. There's written accounts that say she even predicted the Civil, Civil War with eerie accuracy. Now, it's believed that when the witch returned in 1828 that she never left again, but instead ended up kind of setting up shop on a cave, in a cave on the property, where she still kinda hangs out today. The Bell Witch is still blamed for unexplainable sights and sounds near the old Bell Farm, which just so happens to be a tourist spot now. Of course, the original farmhouse has long been gone, but you can explore um, a recreation of the family's cabin and take tours of the Bell Witch Cave where historians and ghost chasers have captured creepy recordings and photographs with like orbs and like weird energy spirals and things like that. So 
if you're ever in or around Adams, Tennessee and want to maybe have a butthole puckering experience, there you go. I myself am going to go eventually. Remember when I did my um when I did the Salem Witch Trials episode, I said eventually I was going to get there. And guess who's going to Salem for their birthday? This witch right here. I'm super excited about it. Granted, it's going to be in February. Oops, I dropped something. It's okay. Granted, it's going to be in February, and it all is all the way up in Massachusetts, and I am not cut out for cold weather, but I just, man, to be in Salem on my freaking birthday, you know how amazingly amazing that's going to be for me? Amazingly amazing. Like, I'm going to be bringing in a, a, another decade because I'm turning 40. So I'm turning 40 in Salem. How fucking cool is that? So cool. I think so anyway. So that is the story of the Bell Witch. So like I said, nothing scary, nothing spooky, nothing triggering, just a good, fun little witch story to tell. Thank you all so much for coming to gather with me again round the cauldron. Um, remember, you can find links to all of my sources in the description of this episode. Please, please, please keep liking, keep sharing. Give me some rates and reviews. Um, also, keep those emails coming. No matter how long it takes me to get a decent system working for myself, I am working them and I am getting through them. So don't feel like you can't send them. I don't give a shit if you're one of those people that like sits at home and is like, ooh, this would be a good one. Ooh, this would... Y'all can just send me thousands. I don't care. Send them all. Send them all. Um, also, go have a look-see at the socials for pictures and articles I find related to all the stories and cases that I cover. And as always, keep it witchy, wonderful, and weird. Till next we gather around the culture.